thing about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for the every one of them. Amen. And that has been a, God, as long as I know, that's just been a great ministry within this church uh, before, and I'm just so thankful. Amen. All right, Romans 12. We're actually on a different verse. Amen. We're on verse number two. Amen. Amen. Praise God for that. Amen. And, uh, 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 Romans 12. Uh, we're into verse 2, but I'll go ahead and read verse 1 with it. We'll read 1 and 2 tonight. Uh, I, I honestly don't think it's going to take us near as long to get get through the rest of these scriptures. I, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take us to get through uh, the remaining 20 verses, but, but we'll get there. It may only take us seven weeks of verse. Lord, have mercy. We'd be here all the time. But anyway, uh, Romans 12, 1 and verse number 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Uh, so today, hey man, we're going to start on verse 2, uh, and we'll probably we'll sit down on and be not conformed to this world. Uh, I don't think we can get any further than that. Uh, we'll try and get through that tonight uh, and talk about that because when we look at the world, hey man, we realize, hey man, that there is a pattern uh, in this world that we need to reject. Uh, I want to read J.B. Phillips' uh, 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 translation of this scripture, uh, I, the first part of that, it says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. Uh, that's the J.B. Phillips' uh, a translation. Uh, uh, hey, man, I don't know if you have that copy. If you've got the app on your phone, uh, usually that, that translation is available through the Bible app. Hey, man. Uh, but he says, don't let the world around you uh, squeeze you into its own mold. Uh, I'll just briefly mention about the world now, and we'll come back to the world in a minute. Uh, but here, he, the world is signifying the condition of humanity, uh, uh, the, the system that, that is here, uh, that is in place, amen, uh, uh, in the world that we see. Uh, since the fall of man, uh, uh, humanity is in spiritual darkness uh, with, a, with a nature and tendencies and influences controlled by the powers of darkness. Uh, and they are in opposition to God uh, and under the prince uh, of this world. Uh, the world has its fads and it has its fashions. We all can say that. Uh, we, we can remember the big hair of the 80s, right? Amen. Uh, uh, now it's not the same. Uh, but each generation has their own fads and has their own fashions. Uh, it molds, uh, it, its mold exerts pressure on every single one of us. We feel the pressure uh, of the culture that is around us. Uh, sometimes we don't even notice the culture uh, that is in around us. Uh, I can remember being at a, uh, this, is, this is just free, uh, I can remember thinking about the power of culture and how it influences us uh, even when we don't understand it. Uh, I remember hearing a speaker uh, somewhere, I don't remember their name, but I, I don't even remember what they were talking about, but they told this one story story. Uh, they went to a remote village uh, in some foreign country. Uh, they had went there, and when they got there, uh, uh, the, the, all the little children, all the adults, they got out and they did this dance. And they knew the moves. They knew the words. He was just amazed uh, of the effects of the culture uh, had been from the oldest to the youngest. Uh, I mean, he said there's no way uh, he thought a little one could learn the moves and all that, but the culture, it was ingrained in them, and they did it. He was amazed, and, and he began to talk to the tribal leader 
leader of it. And the tribal leader says to him, says, hey, uh, we need something. There is something wrong. Uh, we're, we're slowly dying out. Uh, people are dying at a young age. Uh, he says, do you know what it is? And he says, no, we don't really know. Uh, and so he's looking at these huts and he sees two huts. One's got a one's got more of a, like a teepee and one's got a round roof. Uh, he says, what is that round roof? Uh, he says, that's a birthing home. When the mother gets close to having the baby, she'll go into that, that birthing home and she'll stay there and the dad will keep a fire burning the whole time. And he said, how long before? He said, usually he'll go in there about a month before the mama has the baby and then she'll stay till four or five months later. After the baby's four or five months old, they'll come out. So he gets to talking to him. He says, what, are the, what, is, what, is, the, what is the number one cause of death? And they said, well, we don't really know it, but they're, they're getting they end up having something like asthma. So he walks in this birthing house and he says, what were they dying of? He says, they're dying of asthma. And he's sitting there and he says, why do you do this birthing house? Well, we've just always done it. And from the inception of this village, our, our tribe, this is what they have done. And he's sitting there and he says, he looks at this, this tribal leader one more time. He says, and what is killing uh, your tribal members? He says, well, it's asthma. And he looks up and all he sees is black smoke. The very culture that they were in was killing them, and they didn't even know it. That culture has an influence upon us. And we live in a world, amen, that wants to, wants to kill our faith, wants to murder our testimony. We live in a world uh, that's literally trying to shape us and mold us into, we got to wake up and understand that, amen. They needed to change that culture. It was killing them, amen. And how many people know we got a culture in America that is really trying to snuff out uh, and kill Christianity. Uh, but how many people know, uh, amen, you can't ever, amen, uh, you can't ever stop the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, you can't stop uh, the power of the gospel. You persecute the church and she's going to shine brighter, baby. Hey man, and I'm thankful for that. But we've got to wake up and understand that we don't need, hey man, to be under the culture, the fashions, the mold of this world. Because what we see in society, in human life, is simply life without God. Hello? Hey man, that is simply the truth when you look at the culture, when we look at that. Our life is from within, bless God. I, I don't know, but it's the Christ in me. I, the life I live now is by the Christ that is in me. He's the one that I have life. I, hey man, reading Matthew 6 and 29, it says it this way. Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Uh, he's talking about the flowers of the field and looking at He's saying Solomon's splendor uh, was put on from without. Uh, it was an external splendor, uh, but the glory of the lily uh, was from within. In. Hey man, and that's what we are. We have the power from within. Nothing about us, but about God in us and what He wants to do in us and through us. Hey man, and that is why we have to resist the mold of this world. So we need to shun the mold. Hey man, we need to say, no, no, no. I'm not getting on the mold of that. I'm not getting put under the pressure of this world. I'm going to be who God called me to be. Hey man. Hey man. We are commanded. This is a command in verse 2. Don't be conformed. This is not optional. This is not debatable. It is don't let this world mold us, squeeze us uh, into something that we were never intended to be. We are told, uh, hey man, we, we're in a, we live in a time where many people don't believe in the miracles of God. 
You sat right here and you heard two miracles of a testimony of being found and being missing two months. They don't usually find him alive. Praise God that he was found. Gary got a good physical report. We need to celebrate that. God still is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or can even think. Don't let the mold of this world rob you of your faith. Amen. Believe it. Amen. So that's what, he, that's what it's telling us, hey man, uh, that we don't need to see it. And when you look at this world, uh, you can see that it is controlled by the influences and what it produces in this world. Let's just look at some of the list. Let's go to Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Hey man, let's look at some of the works of the flesh, hey man, that is the, the product, hey man, uh, of this world. This is what it says in verse number 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, uh, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. Somebody mentioned witchcraft to me just a few minutes ago, didn't you? Hey, man, I didn't even think about it to just then. <laughs> Hatred. We live in a hate-filled world, don't we? Hey, man. <laughs> Variation, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I've also told you in the past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of the world. That don't need to be the pattern that we need to let influence our life, is it? We don't need to let the world influence our life. We don't need to let the divisiveness and the strife and the hatred and the anger and all that. Hey, manifest. But here's what we need. But, praise God for a but, right? Amen. But the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. We need this back in the church. We need this in our families. We need this in our my personal life. Amen. I promise you, when I pray, I ask for the fruit of the Spirit. God, you are the producer. God, you said I'm the branch and I'm the vine. You said if I would abide in you, your life would abide in me. God, Lord, produce the fruit in me that I could never produce in myself. God, I can't ever love like I meant to, but you promised me that it is the fruit of the Spirit. Let me love let me have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. That is right the opposite of the world, ain't it? Amen. That's the mold that we should be under. That's the influence that we should be under, not the world. Amen. How many people were raised up in a Pentecostal church, amen, from a young age? So you, you could understand, amen, worldly, worldliness was if you drunk Cokes. If you went to the movies, hey man, worldliness was, hey man, if them women wore them britches, hey man, got any women in here in britches? You, any women in here in britches? You bunch of worldly heathens. You bunch of worldly, I'm kidding. Lord, we're being recorded. I'm just kidding. Somehow I couldn't copy and paste that and we couldn't You couldn't wear no sleeve, you couldn't go no sleeve. You couldn't go to no pantyhose, no makeup. Go to the movies. Anybody in here go to the movies now? Just raise y'all act like y'all ain't never been. Anybody, anybody in here ever been to the movies? Raise your hand. Okay, we all going to hell. Hundred <laughs> percent. What was you gonna say? Brother Mike, when I was when I was raised church going uh -huh. to the same thing, you know, I was afraid to do anything. Both my grandfather's church got preachers. And so but this what you read there in Galatians, they would preach that the seventeen works of the flesh. Uh -huh. Amen. Amen. And the flesh is real. That mold is real. Amen. But but if if you're drinking a, a coke, okay, he's talking about the internal. You know, I mean, and that that's what internally we got to know that. Amen. Uh, we got to understand that it's okay for a Christian to laugh. We ought to be the most happiest people in the world. 
Now I don't need to go. I don't need to go. I I'll pause it. But anyway, one time I had this woman <laughs> lie to me. She she didn't lie to me. She just left some information out. She said, "I want you to go see this movie." And I said, oh, "I'm worried about it." She said, "No, I wouldn't see it. You got nothing to worry about. Just go see it." And I thought, "God." So I'm in there and I sit down, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Lord, please let it not be." And she and she had promised me it wasn't, uh, you know, sex and all that stuff. But but anyway, she said, "You got to watch it." And so I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, and and it's and it's getting good. And boy, it does exactly what I was afraid of. I mean, just the language is awful. And it was just awful and awful and awful. I said, oh. So I called him afterwards. I said, why did you do that? He said, well, I wanted you to see the moral of the story. I wanted you to see that. And I knew you wouldn't go if you seen that. I knew it had that much cussing in it. I said, well, you should have just told me. And then you could have told me the moral of the story. See, we don't need to let things influences. Mm -hmm. We need to be careful what we open ourselves up. We need to understand, hey man, they did have a lot of good things, hey man. We need to be careful what movies we go watch, hey man. We need to take good care of our bodies. We need to be careful the music we listen to, hey man. We do need to be careful, hey man. You know, uh, for 15 years or 10 years, however long, I don't can't remember how long I was a youth pastor. Uh, hey man, I told them trash in, trash out, hey man. Uh, guard their eyes, guard their ears. It is important that, that we understand that because we don't need to be conformed to this world. Amen. I'm not of this world. I'm just a pilgrim and a stranger passing through. Stop letting it have the influence over us. Amen. The believer shouldn't be conformed to this world. We need to notice something about the appearance, the fashion and the appearance of the world. It seems to be lasting, doesn't it? When we're younger, hey man, we live, we think we're going to live forever, don't we? Hey man. But, but it gives us this appearance that things are lasting, permanent, and unending. It seems to show us that everything, uh, it has the best of everything. Pleasure, enjoyment, I hear you coming. Happiness, fulfillment, uh, satisfaction, and completeness. Hey, man, uh, it seems to show us this. And, uh, hey, man, he's bringing back a vision that he gave me uh, uh, probably 15 years ago. Uh, hey, man, when I was praying, I got about somebody going to hell, and I couldn't understand. I said, God, I don't want them to go there. Uh, and he's showing me a vision of two trains. Uh, hey, man, one train, it, it was quiet, uh, and there wasn't a whole lot of people on it. Uh, hey, man, it was lit up good, uh, but the other one was lit up even better. Uh, I I mean, it was thumping. I, it was popping. I, I mean, it was overflowing. I, and, I, and I kept looking at it, and I thought, God, I, what is going on? I, and he said, son, which train do you think is going to heaven? I, I said, well, I would hope it was that one. Hey, man. And God said, yeah, no, I, that one is going to hell. Hey, man, you don't miss it I, by the show. I, don't miss it by the pomp. I, don't miss it by what it looks like to be fun I, because it don't show you I, where it's going. I, it just gives you a temper picture of what's going on and don't show you an eternal consequence. Amen. And that's what's going on. We need to be willing, amen, to understand that the world is not permanent. Amen. It is just a mask. It is a masquerade. It is fake. It is a lie. Because it is at the world is already corrupted. It was corrupted at the garden. Amen. Hello. Amen. And this is the spirit of the world. Selfishness. Greed. Anger. Hatred, bitterness, ungodliness, they're savage, divisions, war, deceitfulness, suffering and conflict, ignorance and deterioration, death and sickness and disease, cursing, pride, disorder and decay. That is all in the world and we should not be allowing it to shape and mold our lives. Amen.
we should let the eternal life giver shape us. I don't know about you. I want to be the clay on the potter's wheel. I want to be in his mold. I, I want to be who he wants me to be. I don't want religion. I don't want, I don't want what the world has. I, I don't want any of that. I, I want what thus saith the Lord God Almighty says to you and to I. Hey Amen. And I, I want to tell you something that none of this is in. I'm sorry. I, hey man, but A.W. Tozer I said the most important thing is what, when you think of God, what do you think? We need to get a picture of God. Hey man, one more time. We need to get a picture of Him in His glory, His might, His holiness, His love. God is not, God is not up there wanting to watch you up and throw you away. Hello? He's long-suffering. He's not willing that any should uh, perish, but that all would come to repentance. God wants everybody. Jesus died for everybody. Every soul matters. When God thinks of you, he don't think, look at that old rotten rascal. I, I'm glad they're going to hell. No, he says, look at there. I, that's somebody my son died for. I, that's somebody I, that I want in my very presence. I look to the length that he went so that you and I could be in his presence. We got to quit letting the world cause us to write people off. Amen. Amen. But don't be conformed to this world. Amen. It's, it's talking about the system of the world. It's okay for the electricity. Hello? There's some people that think we shouldn't use the things of the world. It, I love cars. Thank God for it. Amen? I, 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 thank God for these things. It's not talking about those things. It's not letting, but don't let them affect our, don't let the world shape our faith. Don't let the world shape our attitudes. Don't let the world shape our moral standards. Don't let the world shape our worship. Hello? Don't let the world shape it. Don't let the world shape our prayers, praying little bitty prayers. Amen. Pray big, gigantic prayers. You serve a God that can do anything. Amen. You say, well, I've been disappointed time and time again. Pray them anyhow. Pray them anyhow. Stay strong. Job was disappointed too, wasn't he? He lost it all, didn't he? Amen. But God gave him back double, didn't he? God is able. I'm afraid, hey man, that so many times we can't tell the difference between a Christian and an unbeliever. Yes, it is. And, 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 and many times, let me tell you many times, you, we, can be, we can all be dressed modest, but it's what's on the inside. Are we loving? Are we kind? Are we standing in our faith? Are we standing up for what we believe in? The right way. You can stand up for the wrong, th wrong uh, you can stand up for the right thing in the wrong way. I don't know if I've told you before. I can remember when I was worked over in the mechanics at Mount before. I'm ashamed to say it, but I had to go back and apologize. They was in a room about this size. And I don't know if you've ever been around mechanics. I mean, man, they got the foul mouths. And, I mean, man, it was rough. You know, hey, man. But anyway, I'm sitting there, and, and I finally got so mad. I walked to the door. I turned back around. I said, I'm going to tell you all one more thing before I leave. They all got quiet. I said, if y'all all don't change the way you live in, every one of you, they're going to hell. And loud down, slammed the door and walked out. I made it about 10 feet. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost got me. What I said was true. But I said it with anger in my heart. I said it casting judgment. So here I come back in like a little whoop puppy. Shut that door. So I need to tell y'all something. I said something that was true, but I said it with the wrong attitude. I didn't say it with love and compassion. My Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but might have everlasting life. 
I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that God's got a plan for your life. And he don't want you to go to hell. And I'm sorry the way I presented the gospel. Then I walked out of there. Sometimes we have to be willing to understand God loves us so much. And he died for that person that makes us so mad sometimes that we just like to chuckle. He died for them too. Because that's the way they made me feel that day. But they need to see a difference between us. The way I first reacted was like the world would react when they get the second reaction is the way Christians should act. We can do it the right way, Amen. I think sometimes we're like the we're like the um, we're like this. We're, <laughs> I gotta be careful. Lord help me. We gotta be careful that we don't become like parrots. A parrot just repeats what it knows, Amen. We, we sometimes we do that. We just repeat things, you know. And then if we're not careful, we're letting the world sow into us, and we're letting that shape our opinions on sex, sex before marriage. Sometimes we're letting that uh, dictate our opinions on abortion or whatever it is. We're just, we we got to quit that. That's not the way God wants us to do. God don't want us to be like the world. He has a standard. His word needs to be the standard. If we're not careful, we're going to be like this little story. There was, a, there was a goose that was flying with his flock south for the winter. And when he noticed a group of domesticated geese by a pond on a farm, he noticed that they had plenty to eat. So he decided he'd just stop right there and not go on down with his flock and stay there and eat all summer. When it came time, I, hey man, when it came, until summer, when it came time for the flock to fly north again, he, come, he heard his flock coming, and he thought, well, I'll join him and go back. But when he did, he was a little fatter. It was harder for him to fly, and he thought, you know what? I'll just go back down here where it's easier. When they fly back next winter, I'll join them. He's there, he keeps, and he gets fatter and fatter. And then they come back. And he, flat, he sees them, and he flaps his wings just a little bit and says, no, I might as well just stay here where I'm at. It's easier. So he stays there, and then when they're, coming, when they're flying back home the ne at the, for the, at next summer, he doesn't even see them. He's got his head down, consumed with what he has. God help us not to be like that. Because you know where he ended up at? On the farmer's table. I don't want to be on the farmer's table. I want, to, I want to serve God as hard as it may be. It may be easier to stay by that pond, amen, and get fed and get the easy things. But I want to resist that, and I want to stand strong and be everything God's called us to be. Because, the, because in the end, if we're not careful, we'll let this world squeeze us in to its mold, and we'll be a dead, dried-up Christian. I don't want that, amen? Paul is telling us in this scripture, resist the pressure. Stand firm on your biblical convictions. Don't you dare let it squeeze you into its mold. You've got to understand this world is under Satan's rule. It is hostile to God and God's people. Hey man, you've got to understand this world tries to tell us live for the moment. Don't be concerned. Don't be concerned about consequences. Just live it up and do whatever you want to do. We live in a world that tries to tell us that we are the center of the universe. Amen. We live in a world that screams to us tolerance in religion, tolerance in, amen, our attitudes and our actions. Amen. Same-sex marriage, whatever it is. We live in a world that screams that truth is not absolute. It is only relevant. Whatever is relevant to Emma Joe or to Joe or to Joseph or to Shania or to anybody else, whatever, it's only relevant truth. There is no 
absolute truth. I am here to tell you that the word of the living God is absolute truth. Amen. It is it is perfect. Amen. It, what's true for in the word is true for me and it's true for Joseph. Amen. That's just the way it is. But we live in a world that shapes our influences. And we've got to fight against the tide of sin, self, and Satan. We've got to stand strong and resist the temptation to conform to the worldliness, including its greed, its selfishness, its humanistic thinking, a desire for power, envy, hate, revenge, filthy language, sexual, sexual lust, impurity, and ungodly entertainment, fashions that are immodest or seductive. We can never be salt light or the salt and light or be the ambassadors of Christ if we're letting the world shape us and mold us. We can never carry the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world if we're letting the world shape us and mold us. We've got to understand that God is wanting us to get up and resist it. That Romans 12, 2 is telling us that we've got to resist. We've got to be active in this. We've got to get up and do this day in and day out. We've got to get up every day and realize that I want to resist the pattern of this world. I want to resist the attitudes of this world. I want to resist the devil and the world's influence. I want to take a stand because the fight is on. Hey man, Jesus said when I return will I find faith. I, I want to be standing in faith. I, I don't want to be standing in the pattern of this world. Do you? Hey man, I don't want this world to pressure me into its mold. I don't, I don't want to be fashioned by the world's philosophies, by its opinions, by the impulses and greed and sinful lifestyles. I don't want to bow down. Do you? I want to be the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego of my time. Hello? That's what I want to be. I don't, do you realize? Hey, man, he says the Old Testament was given for our example, right? Hey, man, that was an example for me how to stand. Uh, hey, man, I don't have to bow down uh, at the altar, uh, man, of the popular opinion. Uh, and let me just say this. Uh, hey, man, there have been so many fights over what style of music uh, is to be played or not to be played. I don't really care. Uh, just lift up the name of Jesus and let's go. Uh, hey, man, that's what matters. Hey, man. You see, you see so many church splits. Of, I don't want to bow down. I, I want to be a modern day uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Don't you? Don't bow down. Don't let it form you or fashion you, shape you. And I want to tell. I want to give you this, Amen. I, I want you to understand. Uh, they were trying to get those boys. It's in Daniel three. You can go back and read it. They were trying to get those boys to bow down to an idol. All of these people, the whole society uh, is bowing down. But three boys. That would be crazy, wouldn't it? Three old boys not, not going to bow down. They were trying to make them have the same identity as the ones that were bowing down. They wanted to intimidate them to have the same identity. I want to tell you that your identity is not in this world. Your identity is who God says you are. Your identity is he. you are a child of the Most High God. Stand tall. Stand strong. Stand boldly because here's what happens. If they convince you of your identity, they will blind you by Bind you uh, and ultimately break you. Uh, I want you to understand who you are in Christ. Uh, don't you be blinded by that fact. Uh, if you're not blinded to that, they'll never bind you. Uh, but if they blind you to who you are in God, then you will find yourself bound and find yourself bound and bound. Uh, but I want to tell you, uh, stand up strong. Uh, there may be a fire you got to walk to, uh, but don't worry about it. Uh, Jesus is already in the fire. Uh, he's sitting there waiting on you. He's saying, Lord, I hear is a modern day miracle about to happen. Be willing, amen. Because I don't want to be blinded, binded, amen, or broken to you. I want to refuse to bow. I want to refuse to. 
Here's you another example. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. I'll probably read all 11 verses. Amen? And Jesus was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. And when a tempter came, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written. Say, It is written. Say it is written. It is written. Get in the word. Speak the word. Amen. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taken him up into the holy city into the holy city and set him up on the pinnacle of the temple. And said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall have, give his angels charge concerning thee, and their hands shall they bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written. <laughs> thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into a seating high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, And all these things I'll give you if you will fall down and worship at me. But Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt not worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Jesus said, Away from me. Get away from me, for it is written. God wants us to live by the word of who he's, what he says, not by the words of the world. He wants us to live by the words he's, not by the words of religion, not things you've been taught. I want to encourage you, get in this word for yourself. Get in this word. Get in this word. Find out what thus saith God says. Amen? Study it. The Holy Ghost to teach you. The Holy Ghost is the one. Amen. He said he got us into all truth. Not some truth. All truth. The Holy Ghost to do. Amen. We need to be willing to get back in there. It is written. we got to have the word of the living God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 4 and 5. Amen. For though we walk in the flesh. I, I jumped back to 3. This is 3 through 5. We do not war after the flesh. For our weapons of warfare are not carnal but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This word is powerful. This word is, is the offensive weapon that you and I need. It is a two-edged sword. It will defeat the enemy on one hand and it will bring the blessings of God on the other. Amen. How many people is glad of that? Speak the word of the living God. It's not only your defense, but it is your offense. It not only defeats your enemy, but it brings you in a place of blessing. Amen? We don't need to be backing down from Satan. No, no, no. We don't need to be backing down from this world. I don't need to be worried about it. I need to stand strong in Christ Jesus. Amen? Because God sent forth his son to die. So that you and I could have victory over every enemy that ever come against us. So that we could realize that our victory was bought with a price. The blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the blood? Amen. We are protected. We are provided for. And we are assured of ultimate victory through the blood of Jesus Christ. Satan does not have dominion over you. Stand strong in the power of the Lord and his might. Quit standing in your power. Realize it's time to let the world stop letting the world influence us. It's time for us to stand up for Christ, not to go with the flow, but to go against the grain. Rebel against the status quo. Rebel against mediocrity. Rebel against average. God didn't make none of us to be average. Hello? He made us to excel in him and in Christ alone. 
Hey, man, if you go into Nehemiah 2 and you see them rebuilding the walls, you'll see another example. Hey, man, you've got to understand that. Hey, man, let me just read that Nehemiah to you. I'm going to read verse 2. I don't know how many, I don't know how many verses I'll read. Hey, man, I can't see. There it is. Hey, man, don't you love God's word? Hey, man, Nehemiah 2. Let me, let me read verse 11. This is Nehemiah once he gets there. I don't know how many of this I'll read. So he comes to Jerusalem, and he was there three days. He rose in the night, and some few men went with him. You can't have everybody go and meet him and try and look to see what God's going to do in your life. Amen? He took a few with him, didn't he? I'll, anyway, I'll go. Neither told I any man what God had put in my heart to do in Jerusalem. Neither was there any beast with me, save the beast that I rode upon. I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon to the dung court, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down. And the gates thereof were consumed with fire. We've got some walls that are broken down. Don't we? We need some walls built back. We need it. We do. Hey Amen. If you don't need them, I need some. Come and help me. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain of the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under the me to pass. And I went up by night to the brook and viewed the wall and turned back and entered by the gate of the valley and so returned. So he's he's been out and he's been out viewing it. This is what he ends up telling. In verse 18. Then he says, Then I told them that the hand of my God Oh, that somebody would stand up and start telling, The hand of my God was upon me. As the king's word, I, he had spoken unto me. And he said unto them, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands to do his good work. It's time for us to get back up and do our good work. It's time for us to build the walls one more time. It's time for us to refuse the mold of this world and begin to and build the walls. But watch what the enemy will do. This is why you've got to resist it. Verse 19, Satan shows up. Anywhere there's a building project, Satan's going to show up. Amen. Anywhere where somebody's making up their mind that they're going to go forward and have all God has, watch it. Samballot, the Hornite, Tobiah, the servant, and Ammonite, and Gisham, the Arabian, heard it. And they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing that you do? Will you rebel against the king? He's questioning their motives. He's questioning them. He's belittling them. Don't listen to Satan. Trust that God's called you to build a wall and build the wall. Listen to what he said. Then I answered them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore we his servants, we will arise and build. But you have no portion. You have no right. You have no memorial in Jerusalem. You need to look at Satan in the eye and say you have no portion. You have no right. You have no authority. You have no victory. You don't have no nothing. I, I've got it all in Jesus. I'm going to rise up and build and he's going to make me prosper, honey. Amen. Amen. That's what you need to make up your mind. Amen. Amen. We need to make up our minds. Amen. Because we ain't going to let the old, old slew foot uh, twist our intentions uh, and project his wicked thoughts upon us. Uh, we know our hearts, don't we? Amen. 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 Don't be conformed to this e evil world. Amen. Stand up strong. Because look what God's done for you. Galatians 1, 4 and 5. He's talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus gave himself for our sins that he might rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and amen. I've been rescued out of this world. I am no longer under its dominion or authority. Amen? Do you realize that? That's the will of God. He rescued me from this world. He took me out. Anybody in here been rescued? Hey man, if you you don't want to be able to celebrate, hey man, I, hey man, I don't want to make, I, hey man, even the but the very most controlled of us, I, I get happy. I, it ought to put a shout in us. It ought to put a raised hand in us. I, hey man, because we ought to be thankful that God has rescued me from this world, and that's His will. He didn't die to leave me to conform to this world. 
He rescued me from this world. Hey, man, aren't you thankful of that? 2 Corinthians 4 and 3 and 4. This is why we definitely do not need to let this world conform or conform to this world. Even if our gospel is hid, listen to this, it is hid to those who are perishing. In whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. If the church can't rise up and be determined not to be under the mold of this world, the gospel is going to be hid to those that desperately need it. The world needs a church that is on fire for God. Listen to the word. The world itself and everything in it is going to pass away. 1 Corinthians 7 and 31. Come on in, baby. The fashion of this world passes away. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Peter 3, 10 through 14. We're still talking about this world is going to pass away. Listen to this. But the day of the Lord, which will come, it will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are, are therein shall be burned up, seeing that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of person ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Amen. I want to be found looking for his coming. This world's going to pass away. 1 John 2 and 17. And the world passes away in the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The believer isn't supposed to conform to this world. Amen. Nor have fellowship with it. 2 Corinthians 6, 17 through 18. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be you separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. James 4 and 4. You adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. We shouldn't let the world fashion us and show us, amen, and, and create who we are supposed to be. 1 John two fifteen through 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but is of the world. We should not follow after the patterns of the world. We should not trust in the security of the world. Matthew 24 shows us about the false security. Matthew 24, 38-39. For as the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered in the ark and knew not until the flood came upon them and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Lord be. 1 Thessalonians 5, 2 and 3. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. We don't need to allow the world to, confront, to control us. We don't need to allow the world to form us into that pattern. We need to resist it and become everything that God has. God wants to bless us and use us. He wants a, people, he wants a lost and dying world to see a victorious church living without spot and without wrinkle. Amen. But we can't if we're allowing the world to dictate our attitudes, 
right, and being our influence. It's time that the church rise back up and say, I'm going to live a spirit-filled life, and that is love, <clears throat> joy, <clears throat> peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. I'm going to live and walk in the power and authority that is mine. I'm going to operate in the gifts. Every person is gifted. There is a function for every one of us within the body of Christ. God wants to use us mightily in this last day, but we've got to realize that the choice is yours. He's already told us, hey man, the choice is yours, not mine. It's yours. You, I have to make it for me. You have to make it for you. Hey man, and that's what we have to do. Hey man, make up our minds and decide today what are we going to do. Hey man.